Before we get to the podcast and uh, the wedding planner, we got Jacob two times on the podcast. Miguel, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you doing, Jacob two times? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Now, Holly was missing last week when we had you on the podcast because she wasn't feeling well. But she's back. Did you have any special messages from Miss Holly O'Connor? Hi, Jacob. Hi, sweet Holly O'Connor. Holly O'Connor, guess what? Holly O'Connor, um, I do remember <laughs> after you talking about the solar eclipse that your daughter was trying to say the solar eclipse, and she said the solar eclipse. You remember that? She was four years old. Oh. I don't, but I'm <laughs> impressed that you do. I am impressed. Well, she did used I to say T's for C's. Yeah, you know she had I'm a good saying? little impediment there. So much. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I'm so so happy to hear from you, Jacob. How's your 2022 going? It's going better. It's going better. It's going better now that you're there, Holly O'Connor. I mean, it was fine with Miguel and Scotty, but it's much better when you're there. You know what I'm oh, saying? I know. Yeah. How I, is I it do. when I'm gone? Is it better when I'm gone, Jacob? Is that what you're trying to say? I get what you're putting no. down. I understand, Jacob. I see. No, I get yeah. it. You don't have to Jacob say is it the master long. of saying things without saying things. Exactly. I can read between the lines. I understand. Well, Jacob, can you tell everybody what podcast they're listening to? Okay, 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 okay. First of all, I want to say congratulations, Miguel, on everything. You keep up the good work, my friend, and they are listening to the Sweet Holly O'Connor podcast oh. without Miguel Fuller and Scotty the Body on the hey. Congratulations, Miguel. Bye, y'all. Bye. Let's get let's get the podcast started. Oh, fine. <clears throat> Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. It's Miguel Fuller. Holly O'Connor. And Scotty the Body. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only on Hot 101.5. Girl! Oh, hey! We is almost at the wedding time. I can't believe it. Girl, but before we delve into that, because we actually going to be talking to um, our wedding planner, because I think it's very fascinating what a wedding planner does as a person who never thought about getting married and so when we were like oh we're gonna get married i'm like i don't know what we're doing i don't know it's a pain in the ass there's a lot of little tiny details that you don't think about until you're actually getting married yeah so uh before we get to all of that scott how are you doing i'm well i'm well i'm ready for your day like that's my biggest focus i'm now in my bubble of trying not to get covid before your wedding that's my biggest priority right now it's like this weekend Doing nothing, hanging at the house. I'll be just running outside, not going to the gym. <laughs> running outside. Yeah, because <laughs> I am literally like I was supposed to be in Colorado this weekend. That was a big plan, is to like go skiing and see my friend out there. I decided, you know what? It's too close to the actual date. I would hate to bring anything back, and I feel like traveling right now is just ah, it's just so up in the air. So ha! it's up in the ah! air, like the flight, Wait, like yeah. the plane. So you legit canceled your plans because of the wedding? Strictly because of your wedding. I would have went. Like, because, I, I mean, I'm vaxxed and boosted. Like, I'm good to go. So I, like, if I got COVID, it would have been, like, you know, hopefully it wouldn't have been horrible. But yeah, I had the things to, like, be but, okay. Yeah. But I would hate to bring it back and, God forbid, bring it to your wedding or have to miss your wedding. So I had to make the decision. I called my best friend over in Colorado. I called my brother and his fiance. They're going to go with us, too. I told my girlfriend. I was like, look. We're not going to do it. 
Let's just not even try it because it would have been so many airport hops. Are you mm. rescheduling at some point? I got to look at the schedule and find another date because yeah. the whole point was we're going to have like a three-day weekend or something because Monday oh, is MLK yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we're going to have a little extra time. That's why I was trying to prioritize it, but I was like, it's just it's too risky right now with this variant going all yeah. over the place. Listen. Let I, me just make it to the wedding. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm living in a crapshoot. Because I have a kid that goes to school. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Like I, I can. I'm. I'm gonna do what I can. Obviously. Yeah. But. But like, it's. Oh, but listen. Ain't nobody unless you literally stay in your house, don't have any food delivered, <laughs> don't breathe on anybody. Like everything's. I mean, just us being here in studio. Yes. And coming because we don't know where Ann Kelly or Danielle or Fisher or Carmen or Galvin has been, you know, and we see them pass by them in the hallway or Claudia in the front desk. So like there's nothing you can do. You just try to mitigate it as much as possible. Right, Which I guess would include not going on a plane. And that Absolutely. exactly like that's a little extra piece that I was like, I think it's almost guaranteed if I were to go, because we would have flew into Texas, and then Texas would have flew to Colorado, and then back it would have flew right. to Charlotte. It would have just been so many moving pieces, it would have been very hard for me to kind of like dip and dodge that damn variant, and I would have brought it here. And, you know, again, the biggest worry would have been I would have had to miss the wedding for that that we've waited, you know, this long for, and Spe- I didn't want to risk that. Especially after I bought that $159... <laughs> damn cart for you to cart down some stuff that's with. The, well, you know what? Now I yeah. get to be there with the cart because yeah. I won't have it. That's, that that might have been the most annoying sound I was thinking about earlier. Yeah. That's it. That might be it. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay, no, no, sir. I got it. Well, okay, we need to write this down. This is the <laughs> write date. it down? So right, I know. goes up. So I know when to look for the sound when Holly's like, what's that sound that you do that's like the most annoying sound? And it was, yeah. Oh, no, wait, it's higher. Ah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Friday, January 14th. That's the day that I'm going to write that down on my phone. I can't do it. Because sometimes we will try to find it, like the pitch or what type of noise it is, and we're like, that's good, but that's not it. It's that. It's, it's that. We're you the should, most annoying people in the world. You should see me try to do that in front of Abe. <laughs> I say it like this is a thing that's been happening for like 10 years now. Yes. Like absolutely. 10 years ago, Miguel got on a kick where he made that noise all the time. And we were like, God, that is the most annoying noise. And then over the years, obviously, it kind of petered out. It like tailed off. And then this, like today, I was like, what was that annoying sound? Why, we, Holly? I know. And we couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I do get it though. When you make weird noises, it's such a good release. It's it so, feels so good. Uh, I know. I know. He did, uh, did it so many times. <laughs> anyway, and Abe, like he hates like any sort of like loud, like ob- obnoxious sounds. Oh, like no. if there's something like Perfect. creaking in the car, like it, it's it's his thing. Like he can't do it. Like a sensory thing, right? And so you know me, if I get on a sound and I'm like, ah. <laughs> And he'll be like, you get one motherfucking more time to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I have to tell my daughter that sometimes when she's like either repeating a thing or singing a song ad nauseum. Yeah. Because she's like that too. Like mm-hmm. she'll start just repeating like a like a phrase that sounds interesting to her ears. And sometimes it's an unfortunately annoying one. And I have to be like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Shh. You get one more. Can I do one more? One more. One, that's it. And then I'll let her do it, and I'm like, okay, that's it. No more. No more. But then you can't, like, for a kid especially, she'll, like, automatically, like, five minutes later, just kind of, like, go back to it. And I'm like, no, 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 Or if you're 36 years old, you still go back to it. Or that. I'll be doing it later. Hey!
Okay. Um, <laughs> now to the main. So back purpose. to the, the main purpose of this. So uh, October 9th of 2020. God, that was like eight years ago. Literally. Uh, my fiance, Abe Gattacune, uh proposed to me with the help of Holly and Scotty and Boss Man Will and our engineers. And you all orchestrated this big ol' surprise proposal on the air. Yes. It was intense. It was. I was, I was sweating. It was. <laughs> It was fantastic. It was beautiful. Um, and so that was on a Friday, and we were already planning on going to Atlanta that weekend for Atlanta Pride, which had been canceled, so we were just hanging out with my college friends. So obviously, on the way up there, we had a lot to talk about with the proposal just happening. So we were like, do we want a wedding? What does that look like? How much money do we have? And we were like, both like, we don't know the first thing in planning a wedding, so on the way back, we started researching wedding planners in Tampa Bay. Um, and I found like four that I liked, just sort of their aesthetic on yeah. their Instagrams. And so I was just sort of I had the tabs open on my laptop for like a week. And then a fan member slid up into my DMs and was like, hey, um, I have a partner who's a wedding planner. I listen to the show. Just from knowing your personality and hearing you on the show, I feel like you may match with this person. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me see their Instagram. And it happened to be my top choice that I had looked at oh. when I had those four tabs open. Fate. It was great. And that is who we have on the phone, John Campbell from John Campbell Wedding. Yeah. Welcome to the Uncensored Podcast. Thanks, Miguel. Absolutely. So I, I, I wanted- appreciate the introduction. I actually totally forgot that Sean had uh, harassed you on Instagram. So <laughs> that was a fun reminder. Listen, that's a good partner. Yeah, when they is. are like looking out for your best interest and they're like, hey, boo. Yeah. I, I, you, you, let no. me help you. Yeah, he, he's good. He's good about that. Now, um, I want real quick to sort of just help us understand your background um, in wedding planning. Because I, when we first sort of were interviewing each other, um, it was really fascinating because you have sort of like a unique perspective on how you got into wedding planning. I do, yeah. So I, I honestly, I kind of just fell into it. I uh, I started planning some events in college, my university, uh, and then I was planning on going back to grad school. And in the interim, I was going to take a, a job doing some uh, food and beverage management and venue management uh, at a country club. Uh, and then just kind of started meeting all these couples who were getting married and um, kind of fell in love with it and then mm. took the plunge and started my own business. And that's the that's the short of it, at least. Uh, and then we just celebrated five years. So uh, it's, it's been a, a, a fun, wild, crazy, and unexpected ride. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, I Thank know- you, Holly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited to meet you. Yay. Now, Me too. <laughs> I'm imagining, I'm, trying, I'm putting myself in your shoes. So it's sort of like with us. If someone asks us, like, you know, uh, who is your worst celebrity interview? Like, you don't want to bash people too much because we have record companies that'll be like, well, that's my artist, so uh, we won't send other artists to be interviewed by you if you're going to bash them. So it's a delicate, fine line. And, like, you don't know what's going on with that artist. In re- like, you can only go with what you see, but right. at the same time, you still want to try to be honest. So that's why some of the questions I want to ask you about... Oh, wow. Some of the people and in, in, uh, experiences that you have gone through in wedding planning, because it's an intense process that you go through. So you're getting people at sort of the height 
of emotions. Happy, sad, mad. Stressed, frustrated. Fr- 100%. And, and there's money involved yeah. and emotions. And it's like they feel like that's their one day. Like you only get, you know, one swing at this to make it perfect. So what are some of the like high stress situations that you found yourself in as a wedding planner? That's a great question. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I get very lucky with my clients. I don't really have too many. Well, I don't think I would, I could even say I have any horror stories. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I would say the most stress comes from execution being on site on an event day. And it's usually just from other vendors, just managing people. And um, <laughs> I would say the craziest was having like a DJ and a band leader shouting death threats at one another stage in front of guests. What? Um, that, that was wild. That was wild. You're like, um, hey, y'all, I'm not a bad today. That, that was a crazy day. That's the only time I've ever had to step away for a minute and like cry during a wedding and then go back into it. Oh, my oh, God. God. That, was a, that was a wild ride. Um, wow. But honestly, I mean, and, I, and I, I say it, I make the joke, but it was like... 30 seconds, we got them out of the room, let them go cool off, and then they were good for the rest of the night. Um, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, people always ask about, like, you know, I tell them what I do, and they're like, oh, you must deal with a lot of bridezillas. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not too worried about bridezillas. Um, I sometimes, I need to push my my brides to uh, have their bridezilla moment. Um, Because sometimes you just need to advocate yourself and do what you got to do to get stuff done. Um, Mm. Usually it's, uh, I would say the most difficult part is groomsmen. Um, And I probably shouldn't say that before your wedding, Miguel, but you know, (laughs) they're there to party and have fun and they don't want to be told where to stand and what to do and take photos for hours and, I'm sorry, um, are you describing so, groomsmen right now or children? Oh. Because what is the <laughs> difference? Like, that sounds like you're, like, hurting preschoolers. They want to party, Holly, and chug a beer. They don't want to be told to go and stand. For, uh, did anyone bring snacks? It's long. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, so, man. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Holly, just got you so say snacks. Yes. Great, great story. You're reminding me. Early on in my career, before I knew better, I um, we, I was setting up at a venue. It was time to take photos. I turn around. I was like, "Where are the groomsmen?" And somebody goes, "Oh, they went down the street to get hot dogs." I and I was it. like, "Excuse me." Uh, so yeah, you're, uh, it's uh, it's like hurting cats sometimes. Yeah, but you're just wow. dealing with children, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying all groomsmen. Right, not all, no, not to- all, but totally, a hundred percent. But yeah. there's enough that we've had to have this conversation. So that's, that's, that's what's, yay, yay. what's the most difficult part of the process? Most difficult part of the process, I would say, um, is probably helping clients understand that on wedding day, you just need to let it go. Um, mm, yeah. And mm. enjoy your day. I mean, especially when, when you've hired a planner. Sure, like those couples who don't have a planner or a coordinator or something, it's probably more difficult. But really just stepping back and saying, you know, do I want to get my st- myself stressed on my wedding day by trying to control everything? Or do I want to step back and let the pieces fall into place and yes. enjoy it? Yeah, um, it goes by quick. It's so important to, to really <laughs> let it go because any number yeah. of things could go wrong. But at the end of the day, you're still going to get married and there's still going to be a party. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I, I like what is 
is there anything that happened in a wedding that you've put together where you're like, this could have sent the bride or the groom into a tailspin, but luckily they did just go with the flow and it was okay? Mm. I'm not going to lie. Normally we handle it before they know oh. and we solve the problem. Okay. Um, so uh, I would say it, it's not too often where um, I even need to make a change of plans uh, mm-hmm. that the that the couple notices. Um, but there have been plenty of times where if we weren't there, um, you know, we might not have had a wedding. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, vendor is not showing up. Oh, vendor is yeah. going to the wrong place. Vendor is not bringing the right amount of chairs or tables. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's things that, I mean, you, like you saw, like, any number of things can go wrong. Um, I know that something will go wrong. So we just plan to make sure that we have plenty of time to, to figure it out and get it solved before it's actually a problem. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like one of the biggest skill sets outside of obviously being creative and organized as a wedding planner is being a problem solver. Mm. Because I feel like there have been so many phone calls we've had where sort of like what John is saying, like I can witness that is he'll be like, well, this one thing or two cropped up, but I handled it this way. And it sounds like that's one of the biggest assets you need as a wedding planner, as a problem solver. Would you say that's correct? Totally. And it's in so many different ways, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only problem solving logistically, but one of the biggest things that we run into is like family drama uh, and all the stuff that comes along with that. And there's only so much I can do with those types of things, especially on wedding day when you have everyone in the same room. You know, you might have blended families, whatever it might be. Um, and kind of problem solving those things and, and giving advice to couples, um, trying to keep everyone, if not like totally happy, then at least, you know, have everyone content um, mm. when you're dealing with parents or siblings or whatever it might be. Um, and then, of course, there's just dealing with all the logistics stuff and vendors and um, making sure that the event is executed as perfectly as possible. What sort of family drama have you come across? I didn't even think about that. Uh, plenty <laughs> more so that I, I would say almost every single wedding there, there's some sort of unique element, uh, where we have to kind of help guide a couple on either how to speak to parents about things, mm. whether it's like a, a disagreement or, you know, oftentimes, um, couples don't realize how many people are on their initial invitation list. Uh, and so, you know, if you have a venue that you fall in with that can fit 150, and I'm using you as an example, Miguel, mm-hmm. um, but you want to invite 200, you know, oftentimes you have to have that conversation with your parents um, and say, who are we going to cut? Or, you know, whoever uh, might be paying for the thing or your partner. Uh, but um, so that, that's a pretty common one is how do we reduce that guest list if need be? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's... Um, uh, another off, uh, common one is, is religion, religious ceremonies versus non-religious ceremonies. Ah. Uh, if you have blended families with different religions, that's one that's come up a lot this year. Um, mm. Or, you know, to uh, the couple is of different religions and the parents both want, you know, themselves represented in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, just honestly, you know, the, the, the blended family topic um, is, is so prevalent now. Yeah. So, you know, you have, step parents who have been around since 
you know, someone is six years old and they want to get involved, but birth parents don't want them involved. And it just makes things messy. And I, I would say, and I, I, I try and when I can have a conversation as respectfully and like um, tactfully with parents as possible, just kind of helping to try and guide them and remind them that this day is really stressful to begin with. And adding that extra stress onto your children, siblings, partners, whatever, um, can just make it even even worse um, yes. in terms of that stress level. Uh, it, it can it can be a lot. I don't know if <laughs> if you have any experience with that, Holly, because you're saying you yes! know, I'm, I'm listening to you. Oh my god, I'm just thinking about this because my my cousin, who is six years younger than I am, she got married in like. I think it was 2014. So this was a while ago, obviously. Um, But she had her um, mom and dad were never married, but they've both been in her life, obviously, since she was born. Well, her mom met her stepdad when she was like three or four Mm. and they did get married. So the stepdad has been a dad to her for her entire life. So I think let's just say she was like 28 when she got married. So she's had this stepdad in her life her this whole time. And of course, her biological dad, who may or may not have been the best guy, but he's just he's hanging out there all the time mm-hmm. still. He's obviously been in her life the whole time. And he's like, well, I'm walking you down the aisle. And she's like, well, I'd really like stepdad. Also, can can you both walk me down the aisle? And bio dad was like, no. Oh. He's not allowed. And Sir, it's not br- your wedding. The bride, oh my, my cousin, is like, well, you're going to have to figure it out because it's my wedding and I want both of you to oh, walk me down the aisle. no. It was such a mess leading up to the wedding, the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. People were arguing. Like, behind oh the scenes, they, they did have the quote-unquote class to, like, not fight in front of her. But they're going back and forth. The dad's girlfriend, who was, like, a caricature of, like, the Jersey Shore life, oh. was like, this is ridiculous. Like, it was so bad. Finally, the day of the wedding... They did both end up walking her down the aisle, but the dad was like huffy puffy about it. Oh, and I was just no. like, my poor cousin. And she could feel that energy, I'm sure, the oh, whole time. Absolutely. And uh, she's like, well, I'm getting what I wanted, but was it worth it? But right. like, yes, she was like going to fight for that. So I just, I wish people, like you're saying, John, like I wish people would realize it's not about you. Right. It's about right. the people that are celebrating the marriage. Mm. And, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable for some people. Like, it is going to be uncomfortable. We already know this. There's so many families that are dysfunctional. I mean, hello, raise your hand <laughs> if you don't have a dysfunctional family. Right. You you probably don't know because you're the dysfunctional one. But anyway, like, True. it's everyone deals with this, so it's going to happen in some capacity. But if the parents especially, um, blended families especially, can at least maybe for that day put aside whatever it is and realize this is our child. Why am I trying to make him or her more uncomfortable. Mm. <sighs> oh, it was such a mess. I just brought back all these memories. God, I can't imagine. That's so much extra stress on the day of. I know. And you're trying to do everything Dang. else. Ugh. And then you got old dad trying to just squabble. Ah. John, I'm curious, um, as we wind down here, Abe and I, and you can be 100% honest, on a scale of one being like super easygoing, 10 being every step of the way, it's been difficult. Where would you say we land on that scale? Are you talking about your wedding or as clients? Uh, both. <laughs> um, I would say uh, there is no wedding for 2022 that will be a one. Um, 
COVID has seriously changed the game. Yes. Right. You two haven't been affected so much. I'll say that. Um, we've been pretty lucky with your wedding. But, um, you know, the, the entire industry, I, you know, I have vendors who used to email me back or text me back same day. I'm waiting two weeks to hear from them now. Oh, wow. Um, just because people are burnt out. They're mm. overworked. They're overscheduled because of the COVID, you know, reschedulings and then the new clients. So I would say that no actual project has been in a one. Mm. That said, in terms of your wedding, Miguel, probably a three. Four oh. tops, and I would say on average probably a three. We probably had some like five moments, six moments, but um, it, things have gone very smoothly for you two. As far as clients, one. You two are so easy. Oh. If I could have a Miguel and Abe for every wedding, and you warned me you were going to ask me that question, and I, I promise that's the truthful answer um, because every single step of the way, you know, you you two have been super trusting. You have um, been very open about the fact that you want my advice on things, that you trust me as a professional and what, mm. what I do. Um, I know that, uh, I know, Miguel, you said that Holly might try and sneak that question in hoping to <laughs> hear about your uh, I'm like, we want to know about but... it. But I also said, I know Miguel. I don't think he was being crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I can't they imagine. Are, they are so chill. They are so chill. Uh, you know, everyone has their, their things. Like, you know, Abe is super pas- passionate about his chicken wings and he uh, doesn't want to get his red bottom sandy. But I mean, if that's like the highest maintenance we're dealing with, that's easy. Um, so yeah, their, their wedding day, your wedding day, Miguel is going to, is going to, I know be super, super smooth. I'm really looking forward to it. And so is my team. Oh, wonderful. That's good. I was, I was really curious to see, because I mean, we've been working together now for over a year. And so there mm-hmm. are moments that I'm sure I've forgotten that maybe stick out in your brain of where, Things got a little hairy, um, but it's good to know that we've been sort of because, like I said, we've been not knowing what to expect or, you know, how this process was going to go. I mean, most people don't because you maybe only go through one or two weddings in your life. But being able to have someone like you who, like, we never expected to be married and sort of have someone with your expertise and knowledge. But then also for us and for me personally, like having a gay man who sort of understands those sort of nuances too to a wedding um, was very important for me. Um, And so I appreciate you and everything you've done to sort of hold our hands as we have, you know, gone through this process. So thank you. Of course. Yeah. It's been so much fun. And it's funny. I don't get that many same sex weddings, uh, believe it or not. And you two were probably my first in uh, years. Um, And then you sort of like open the floodgates. So I think like half of my weddings for spring and summer are uh, same sex couples. Yeah. Love to see it. We'll be the first Uh ones to break the dam. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Uh, So, John, if someone is curious about your services and they want to link up with you, how do they find you? Very easily. You can find me at John, J-O-H-N-C, the letter C for Campbell, weddingsplural.com, or John C. Weddings on Instagram. Awesome. John, thank you so much, and I'm sure over the next week, We'll be in very uh, close contact, and then you'll finally be able to meet Holly and Scotty at the rehearsal. I know. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, John. We appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Well, look at there. Look at you, number one. Super easy going, you two. Super easy. I love it. Uh, Oh, I wanted to ask him who was the most difficult between uh, Abe and I. It was you. <laughs> I probably had the most questions because I'm curious about everything. Yeah. Uh Scott, what's your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S C O T T T.
A-V-L-I-N. Miss Holly O'Connor. Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Are you nervous about officiating next week, Holly? Yes, but not as nervous as I was prior to this weekend. Like, prior to this weekend, I was just like, I don't know! <sighs> I did a lot of research this weekend. Good. And I actually have the chunk all written out about what I'm going to say. Oh, oh there you go. You're set. So, after that, I feel calmer. Mm. I just, I don't want to fuck it up. So, I just... Uh, I'm just happy to have your presence up there. I'm I love excited. it. I'm excited and I'm nervous, but I'm not as nervous as I was prior to, like, last this past weekend. Yes. Uh, my social media is Miguel Fuller. Please leave us a five-star rating. If not, bleep off. Oh. Make sure for being in part of the uh, Platypus Posse, you hop on to the Facebook group we have, Platypus Posse, Miguel and Holly fam on Facebook. We'll see you next time.